We've got 3,000 Years of Longing, the new George Miller movie. George Miller who makes Babe and Mad Max Fury Road and Happy Feet. And Wait, this. what? I don't know anything about this dude. So he makes Babe and Happy Feet and Mad Max Fury Road. And this. And other and things. He, he made the original couple of Mad Maxes. Too. He's he's the Mad Max guy. That's his big franchise. But yeah, he oh, made the cool. Babe movies as well. And uh, he made Happy Feet, and he's made other things. I, I like to, those are fun to point out because it's so uh, it's, it's the range, the range of yeah. uh, of, of the movie, and this one, this one is not like and any this of those one, either. No, this one throws in a whole new something into the into the soup. Doctor Alethea Bini, I guess I didn't really pay attention to her name. Tilda Swinton's character. <laughs> Is an academic content with life and a creature of reason. While in Istanbul attending a conference, she happens to encounter a jinn, that's Idris Elba, and uh, she off- he offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Uh, and then there's more stuff here, but really, it's it's that's it's the it's uh, the genie, but it's a jinn in the story, which I guess is like the original way to say genie. So, yeah, because so yeah, Tilda Swinton, she's Tilda Swinton character, uh, an academic. Uh, lonelier woman, as you would imagine a Tilda Swinton character be. And uh, she, yeah, she comes across to Jin. Jin's going to give her three wishes, but, you know, this isn't going to be an Aladdin-type story where it's a little more whimsical and frivolous, and this this is going to be different than that. So, did you know anything going into three 3,000 years? Uh, no, I kind of thought it was going to be a totally different kind of movie, and uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, I, I knew... Not almost almost nothing. I knew George Miller made another movie, and it was a cr- like crazy, crazy, weird movie. And I was like, oh, I saw good. trailers though. Did you see trailers in the theater? I saw I one or two did. trailers, and it yeah. might have been the same trailer. But like, I looked, I was like, I don't fucking I don't know what that's gonna be. But it looked, <laughs> it looked to me, it looked kind of like a mess. Like it looked kind of like not good. And I was like, yeah, it's still, I'm still gonna see that because I Mad Max guy he's, makes amazing shit. So. So, if you have not seen 3,000 Years of Longing, theaters is where you do it, and we are going to spoil it here now. And so, yeah, there are, are, I don't, her name's weird. So, Tilda Swinton's character is a (laughs) British scholar. She has these weird uh, hallucinations at the beginning of two myth they call them demonic beings, but they're like mythical characters. One is like a little elf creature guy, and the other is like a king priest lord yeah. creature yeah. Uh, when that happened was i was like, like middle ages priest from game of thrones or something yeah he's kind of uh yeah he, be- he's, he's creepy looking creepy looking characters and when that happened i was like oh okay gonna be afraid of this guy okay gonna be afraid of this stuff <laughs> i don't know i, don't, I, didn't, I didn't she think may not like this i was like i didn't think this is gonna be horry it's kind of um kind of like a. Uh, I'll say that analogy in a minute. Actually, the she finds uh, a antique bottle at a store and she buys it and then she's washing it and then it's uh, rub the bottle and then now comes Jin and he's enormous and he then he shrinks down to right size. He speaks old ancient languages, but he picks up on English quick. He mm-hmm. interacts strangely with technology with uh, TV and radio, and that'll come into play later. And you know he's presents i have uh, i'm a jinn i grant you three wishes and the the scholar is skeptical of all this because she is she knows all about the history of these things and all of through all the three wish stuff in history is cautionary tales it always ends right. bad for the wisher 
And now she is a wisher, and she knows this, and she's like, I don't want to be caught in this trap where I make all these wishes, and it screws me over, and you're, or you could be a trickster gin. that's another thing, is uh, trickster people who come and be like, oh, I'll give you anything you want, and then they turn it on you. So, uh, Jin has been trapped in this bottle, as you know, the, the 10,000 years can give you such a crank in the neck, this one, it's 3,000 years. Uh, and he regales, uh, he regales Tilda and the audience, uh, with all of these tales of his past lives. So we're traveling to all these ancient places. Um, I don't, I know some are based on real things and others. I'm not sure. Maybe we can, maybe, you know, maybe, you know more about that stuff. Um, but it's mostly them in this hotel room and him, him telling her stories, trying to convince her that he's on the up and up and to make the wishes so that he can be free and, that's that's most of the movie, and then there's kind of a 15-minute, 20-minute third act thing that happens, and we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. It's a little so different, So yeah. that's, that's this movie. Uh, that's what's, It's mostly story time with Jin. Yeah. So what did you think of this? Uh, did this movie happen? Because what do you mean, did that... it happen? <laughs> that's my first thought, is like, because we get her in the very beginning, um, I... Tilda, first of all, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, I think, are perfect for both these roles. It's basically the two of them with these little uh, side stories that come in. Um, and the other characters I don't find to be particularly compelling or super important. But they, you know, they because are. Because the, the... the other characters are, they're story. They, they are story. They're these stories. two are the only. Yeah. These are people. The other people right. are characters and stories. Yeah. Right. And so, and they're important because of that, but otherwise, I, I you know, they're ancillary. Um, right, they're important for the lessons they tell our characters who we actually care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, to, to immediately have, you, you have to immediately believe, like, the Tilda Swinton character is exactly who she is. Um, and I think it's perfect casting to for somebody like her, because mm-hmm. she can morph into whatever you need her to be but it has to you know it has to start with quirky or you know really off base or whatever and that's exactly what it is this person she looks like one of the most normal tilda uh tilda swinton characters i've ever seen yeah like a long time yeah a normal haircut she's got normal little glasses she um she i mean she's very she's kind of plain librarian ish looking very scholar you know academic looking but you know right away that anything that the fact that this story is going to be a little fantasy um it's perfect casting for her because i can immediately believe that she's that character um but my reason for saying did this movie even happen is because in the beginning she we're introduced to her and almost immediately we are uh, pushed into these few hallucinations that she has and so i'm thinking as soon as those happen and i realize that it's just happening to her. Nobody else is seeing these things. When the djinn appears, um, I am immediately like, is is this is this real? Like, is this her real? Are we doing it was all a dream movie? It was all, not a dream, but just her, like, maybe she's got something, you know, maybe she had a, a brain injury younger or something and she has, you know, issues with reality or something. I don't know. Right. But um we uh, we're taken through the whole movie and then toward and then so the whole time this movie's going I'm thinking is is this real is this not not real it's not taking me away from enjoying what's happening in the film but uh we get something a little bit later on um that kind of puts it 
a foot in in reality you know once we get into the third act the third act makes it real i guess for me is the what third I'm act saying. is yeah the, yeah third act is about and it's very short it's yeah. almost like a, it's almost like an epilogue like to the main story it's very it's yeah whatever what, what do you yeah 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 so i um so because I was thinking that this was going to be a bit more action adventure because of the stories that he tells are all very fantastical tales that we all know from like, you know, a hundred or a thousand and one nights and all of these kind of things. I'm thinking that it's going to be oriented like that. So your dad came with me um, under the same impression and this was not his kind of movie. <laughs> but he said, yeah, it's I could see it being too like ethereal and too like mystical arts and there's not there isn't a lot of action there's it's it's very there like anime action it is but... it's very it's very engagingly shot and like there's big stuff going on but it's not like an action adventure movie traditionally like it's no it's it's be- basically retelling of history and the history that you're retelling is hundreds of years old and things at that point were always very yeah um, and the way they're like telling life it or death or that they're making thing, it so. very they make the flashbacks very of that like time like you said those yeah. don't feel like characters when you're watching it doesn't feel like you're watching other characters like when he, he talks to the different women who like are his masters the different points in the past or like when he's describing the brother characters in the in the middle story like these these mm-hmm. these people don't totally feel like real like characters in this story it's kind of story within a story and right. then yeah, and so I, but then that I could see why that's hard for someone like him to like care or connect with because to him this is probably just the two of them in the room telling stories. He's it is. Waiting for, he's exactly, waiting for that to exactly happen, yeah. not realizing he's for that them to leave the room and have right. for the movie to start. And yeah, and the movie doesn't I mean, that does happen eventually, but that's not what happens. I'll say in that case, the movie doesn't start until about an hour and a half in, <laughs> <laughs> until right before we leave. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was a complete surprise, a pleasant surprise, I guess, for me, um, because it is something a little different, but also sometimes different is not always my jam. So, um, but because it was believable, because I, these two together were weirdly believable for me, um, I I enjoyed this film. Strange, yeah, because you always have the believability hang up, but I guess at least that it's because Idris and T- you guys all actually have it. All three of you, you everyone, everyone else on the show except for me has. <laughs> you can't. You guys have so much trouble just accepting like this is the world the story takes place, and you're like, but that's not how well, our world works. And I'm like, well, that's, well, that's not the, the world we're in. <laughs> no, what? How? Some of the some of the problem it lies in like this. I see. I can list it in my head as a fantasy, so it's okay for all these things to happen outside of uh, normal realms for us. But when you're talking about movies that look like they belong in our world, but then have unbelievable things happen or like nobody has a job or, you know, nobody is beholden to anybody else or they've got an apartment in New York that's 4,000 square feet and they work at Starbucks. It's like those kind of things I can't suspend reality. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. A lot of that stuff I, I, I believe in papering over because like you can't, that's... So that would take so much time and so many movies to explain all the stuff like that, like why they had to do stuff like that. It's just too much. That's too much. That's a lot of own. That's a, <laughs> Maybe it's that not is, a story we're telling then. Maybe I didn't. I oh, that's another time. Um, <laughs> this I I'm like, why isn't the whole movie the? Why do they have to? Uh, they have the two like phantomy creatures in the beginning, and then he meets Jin. 
I don't really like that choice because I don't want to even think of a poss like there's a possibility that this is an unreliable narrator because I believe her because I believe she says at the beginning she's like uh, I'm gonna tell you this like a fairy tale it's a true story but like you you wouldn't believe me anyway so right. I'll just pretend it's a fairy tale anyway and just tell you it that way and I'm like all right that's fine and then they show the little two little creatures and then she meets the Jin and then the story's going and in the back of my mind I have the same thing like. Is it gonna be a dream? Because that sucks. Like, ever, no, no one like that. That 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 worked once or twice a long time ago, but it was all a dream, <laughs> kind of done. Right. Like, it's like like that's not you unless it's like Inception, which you, you probably don't like, but uh, it doesn't fully. Most people like that movie. In case you were wondering, uh, yeah, I have the, no idea the, what happens in that movie, honestly. But so. but that's a movie where it was where possibly all a dream, like all a dream, but like at least uh, the the ride is good. People enjoy it. It's a thinker. Um, but and then the ending part when we get to the ending part is so different than the rest. And I don't I'm spoiling, and I don't like that part. I don't like the way this movie ends or the third act. But I really enjoy the storytelling bit in the middle and all about like the uh, to to Jin all life is is stories because you're just granted That's wishes. All he and, has. Yeah, yeah, you're granted wishes and you're you're time hopping because of the 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 nature of your being and going in and out of bottles and all the rules that you have to subscribe to and you're just basically granted wishes and and hearing stories from all these people from all these times. I'm like that's exactly well, I like movies, storytelling, and just, like, fantastical stories. And the stories are all, you know, they're spins on tales we've heard. Some are based on real things. Some are kind of moving things around. But they're all, I find all three of the flashback stories all relatively entertaining. I like all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't I think agree. that, and I think they're tonally consistent. It's not like a mm-hmm. lot of, like, anthologies where, like, you kind of have, like, Oh, here are the three different stories we're telling, and there's clearly like, like, well, what would we do recently? Um, French Dispatch. That's another movie with like three, yeah. three stories in the middle, tied up by like a couple characters telling them at the one place, and it's also all made by one filmmaker. This is all George Miller. That was all Wes Anderson. So it's not like an anthology of filmmakers making stuff. So all the stories feel totally consistent, but they don't feel quality inconsistent like french dispatch did where like a one story was like pretty good and then a couple were terrible this is like they're all like none of them are blowing my mind but they're all like pretty solid i, I that's how i know and three i stories and i think that's by design i like that choice i think he could have easily like taken one of the stories and really gone with it and it would have been like a superior story but I the middle one's the I, most fleshed out, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the most fleshed out, but I, I don't even know if I find that one the most interesting. But um, I think that it if he I think it was a choice to do that because he could have made it where one was. And then we'd be talking about like, I didn't even when when I was prepping for this, I was like, I didn't even think about talking about the, you know, how good the stories were, because I really just felt like it was part of the film. Like it really felt seamless to me. Because of how it's his stories. He's the one who, you know, we can believe that he's been through time because he's a djinn. So right. he can suspend reality just like the just like anybody else. Um, well, I, know, so, but I mean, it takes a genie to show up and the genie to be Idris Elba, so he convinces you that uh, this is an appropriate I don't, I'm genie. I'm not sure the genie had to be. I'm going to say something that I never thought I would say, but I don't know that the genie had to be Idris Elba. I think he, it's good that he is. and I. It had like to be him. a person, though. It had to be like... There had to be two oh, people yeah. you recognize in this. It had to be the the yeah yeah the gin and the but, and the historian yeah right. But I already have a predisposition to liking movies that Idris Elba's in, so that's helpful for Don't me. Don't we all on the show? Um, <laughs> what? 
I said, don't we all on the show? He's he's one of the I, one of the popular guys who comes up on our show. All the is time. he really? I had no. We've I done two know. movies where he's a cowboy. The last movie we did was Ninja Shelby movie. It was uh, Prey. I don't know if that was the last episode that got released. The last one we were. Oh or, or not, yeah. Not Prey. Well, that's because he just re- he just released two films like back to back. So yeah. he was in like, Cats three. Yeah. Molly's Game. He's a um, lawyer. Very good. <laughs> A lot of shows what about the mountain between us with him and uh, what's her name from Na- um, Naomi? Is that who's on no, that no. One? Kate uh, Winslet. It's uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's, it's not. It's not good. No, we didn't <laughs> talk about good. that one. We didn't. We didn't save that one. So we we only totally talked about the other ones. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, so I I'm thinking that. Ha, ha, if you had, if, if this happened to you and, and somebody came up or the gins, like you have three wishes, are you, I know people always try to think that they're going to be smart with their wishes, but are you smart enough like Tilda Swinton to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do the wish I because I was thinking about it whenever they, it was kind of perfect. Cause you know how, like sometimes you think about things in the movie and then you're kind of lost out of the movie and then you snap back into it and then you're like, Oh, that's right. I'm still watching a movie. Cause you kind of go off on your own. Like, oh, what would I do here? And it's, the movie's yeah. kind of perfect because I go off on those what would I do right when she does in the hotel room when nothing's happening. And then I snap back yeah. into it when he just starts telling a story. I'm like, oh, perfect. I can kind of drift while they're drifting. <laughs> and then when he starts telling a story yet, I can pay attention to the story. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of right. perfect. Because the whole time she's talking. pretty good filmmaking, though, right? It is. Because you can, you can tell this guy's been making movies for fucking 40 years. He's a good, he's a good movie maker. I don't know yeah. why he bookended his story with Is It All a Dream and weird ending where let's live together in Britain for a little bit. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what compelled him or if the story was bigger in scope originally if he was trying to make it even more grand and like covid restrictions because you can tell this is a covid movie there's some scenes you can tell this is a covid movie a lot of a lot of only there's a reason they're only in the hotel room together i think beyond just the beyond just it's a good place to tell stories and you can see a couple of scenes when tilda's walking around outside she's got a a face mask on so you know and as everyone else does so Clearly COVID movie, which again, that's another thing. This is a pretty impressive for a COVID movie. It's a pretty impressive uh, scope right, and scale. The story scenes, or at least, especially the one with the two brothers, there are a lot of people yeah. together yeah. in those scenes. So that's, you know, that's impressive. I'm sure there was, a, I'm sure those took the most I'm time. I'm sure it took because forever to make this. It just, I looked up, I, I looked up the budget. I'm like, this has got to be an expensive movie. Like, I, I can't imagine it's going to make its money back, but it uh, costs 60 mil. And I'm like. He, oh. he really flexed that 60 mil. Like, I think he did pretty good. I think it looks twice twice that. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, some of the character, the character, yeah, caricature-y, like, bizarre creatures, like the two at the beginning, and then some. sometimes in the stories, some of the people and some of the things around are a little fantastical looking. That's another thing that I kind of like this, is the idea that, and some people actually believe this in real life, I don't know, I don't know what they're thinking, but Uh-oh. that, like, magic actually did used to exist, and as technology oh, got okay. more advanced we kind of knock kind of kind of the onward theory we're like yeah there's there's always there's always been magic and people used to like practice it and like it was passed down and then it was slowly lost over time as people got more technologically advanced and then those things just became stories and this treats it like that where you go back in time and like he goes back to the he goes back to the Sheba times and they're in like the room with all the people and like the guy who's wooing Sheba, his little guitar thing plays with like little hands that move around. And some of the right. people there are like 
kind of Anubisy, like they got like parts of them from like yeah. other creatures and stuff. And then as we get further forward in time, it becomes less that, more science based, kind of like Tilt Swinton says. But I kind of like that. That like, yeah, there was always been magic, but we just kind of slowly lose it over time because we we learn. Pa- what does she say? It was uh, magic is things we don't understand. Science is what we've ex- learned so far, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 that I all works th- for me. It it all it works for this movie. I don't know that I believe that there was more magic beforehand than there is. Well, I know, now. but that is what I'm saying that's so, some people some people uh some people subscribe to that theory. It's it's a it's a cute, nice, comforting theory that I think is probably wrong. But uh the, But you know, people live in different worlds, so that's okay. I kinda of the stories, like I know they're all they're all kinda they're, they're all like three and a half, four star stories out of five to me. I like the middle one, not just because it's the most fleshed out, but it's got like some like clever gut punchy kind of stuff for like so the the middle story kicks off because the girl the girl in the middle story at first is like a peasant slave girl and she wants to marry the prince and so she gets pre- she wishes the prince would love her and then he wishes the, he'll get pregnant with the daughter and then obviously that backfires they kill the prince they kill her and then the bottle of the gin is trapped under like a, a stone tile that she hid it under. And now he's forced to wander. From the first one, yeah. Yeah, and he's forced to wander around there for like a, a hundred years, and that's when this is all the all the middle story. Because then the brother finds the, bro- the the brother, the older brother, and the younger brother find the bottle, and like they're like little kids. And then we follow, kind of follow the story of the older brother with the younger brother and the mom too. And I like that not a lot of attention is drawn to any of these characters because, like we said, it's all told story back. But it's kind of sad watching the like the little kid brothers like playing around, and then the older brother becomes this horrible, bloodthirsty monster, and he like abuses yeah. his mom, and he's gonna go kill his brother, who kind of becomes like a dope who just wants to lay in bed with a bunch of fat chicks all day and eat. I'm like, I, I think he he I, of the olden days. I'm like, I think he got the right idea. Like, there's nothing else to do back then. What else? <laughs> what else do you do when there's no air conditioning or electricity? You fucking lay around with Every- the. Lay around with your concubines. That's that's what you do. <laughs> Everything else involves violence and fighting or political stuff. So yeah, stay in the room, man. Dude, I love when I, the brother dies and they literally have to drag him to the throne. And he's like, no, I just want to stay in with with my, with right. my fat ladies in my bed. I'm like, I, I feel you, man. I'm poor, <laughs> I thought poor guy. you might relate to, to being dragged out. <laughs> that poor room. guy. I'm like, no, don't make me live up to my potential. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Bannon, yes, live up to your potential. I related to that oh. middle story quite a bit, but there's also a Rube Goldberg, <laughs> a Go, uh, Rube Goldberg aspect Goldberg of it, again. where like yeah. when he hides the thing under, and he, and then we meet the guy, the younger brother, and he he has his thing for the fat women, and he's like. If it weren't for his love of the flesh or whatever, I would never have escaped. And you're like, what do you mean? And then it goes to the story and it's because his like most favorite concubine who's like this. She's like super tall, super huge. Yeah, she's like a 500 pound woman. She's huge. And she slips on like a a tile and it's the tile and breaks it. And that's how she gets free. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. With like, her I don't talks. know. That's yeah. why I like that middle story. It's a, it's a little sad because you see the little brother, the brothers grow up, and how different and sad their life becomes. Even they're they're so privileged, and like, and then yeah. you see the little clever uh, slip on a, you get the slip on a banana peel, break the tile, uh, fat person falls joke. But it's still, it, it all, but it all feels like I don't know. It just feels like a good a good combination of storytelling elements. I like that middle story. 
Yeah, I don't, that's the only story that I don't really like recognize as being, you know, I feel like the names are familiar, but I don't know anything about any of that stuff. So, did you, so I, it's the, I knew Sheba from the first story. The third yeah. story is the girl who's like a young bride to this rich old dude, and she's very learned, and she wishes for basically knowledge, and then she creates a bunch of formulas yeah. and tries to learn about space and time and all this shit. Um, I, I didn't like know that story. Probably though. like an am- amalgamation of a bunch of things, maybe the last one, but, um, I I liked I enjoyed the last story I think because I was curious to to curious why he wouldn't want to stay why that wouldn't be want to be the place where he stayed because he he really seemed to like click with her you know isn't that what happens so, in the story though like he tries to and then like they get in a fight and she yeah hastily wishes he were he never met her, him that they never met and yeah. then immediately yeah. he goes in the bottle. And she yeah. forgets, and then the bottles, and then it's gone again. Like, yeah, I find. I mean, that's a, that's the sad middle too. story is tragic because it's the brother situation, and I know, and you live your life in a brother situation, but I suppose I think the last one for me is more like I felt really sad about that. Not not just sad that he had to go back in the bottle because that's a really hard thing, but the look on her face where she's like, "I what am I sort of like? What am I doing here? What's happening? I don't, you know." Everything that's happened has, is is gone with him. Um, so I, I find that kind of There's a small takeaway, kind of though. The Jin's motivations throughout. Because are you, like me, thinking, is he going to be a trickster at the end? Is he going to is he gonna convince Tilda to blow, blow the wind? Because in the stories, he's so desperate at certain points that he will make, grant any wish just to be free. Like, he will do anything. He's, he's no longer right. trying... Because he's usually trying to be like a counsel, a confidant. And then at certain points, he's just like, get me out of here. And so she's trying to figure out the whole time is like, how legit is this guy? Like, is he, is he really right. want to help me make wishes or is he just one of those guys who likes to fuck with people and then he gets to go live in gin heaven or whatever he gets to do? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know what his end game would be. I know it's freedom, quote unquote, but what does that mean for a gin? Does that mean they become mortal does that you know what i mean like right do they go it to sounds gin like he, heaven i don't well that's what i what thought i thought he, he says he goes to a gin place i'm like i don't know what the hell that means like i don't like is that like is <laughs> like that is that a heaven or is that like gin? some is that a place where they all just go do open mics so they can tell their stories to each other because they, they seem to love that <laughs> exactly they get there they're just like all right what stories you got from uh, earth i got some doozies apparently like there's not a lot to come up in the 21st century but there's a lot going on down there <laughs> I would be like, I my, one of my wishes is go to Club Gin and just like listen. Yeah, so that could be interesting. So let's, I mean, we're get, let's let's get into the yeah. third part then. So in, after, yeah, so there's the story. We meet him. There's the stories, and then there's the story. She hasn't really made wishes so far. Her first actual wish is, and this is what's maybe holding some people back too, because when you go see a movie, Genie and Three Wishes, you kind of expect that to be the focus. I don't even really know mm. what her wishes are. Her first wish was like, I want you. To what? How does she phrase it? Because they 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 like they have like a gin sexual experience kind of thing when they're like on the bed and they're like glowing and like she's like gaining his oh. knowledge or his storytelling abilities or to share their lot. I don't know what exactly what her first wish is. I don't know what it means. <laughs> it basically means I come back with me and live with me in my flat and bother our old right. boomer neighbors. Like that's basically what it means. <laughs> I don't really know what this part of the story is. 
Well, I think it's, I think her wish, I don't know what she, I don't remember what she says. And it's definitely not these words, but it's like that come back with me. I want, I want to possess you is what it is for that at that time. Mm. Like, I want you to come back. I want you to come back to my life, live with me in my life. Not unlike what you've done with these other people in the past. Although I think she thinks she's being different. Um, mm-hmm. It's really not. I don't think it's different than the other ones. It's because, I mean, maybe we like her as a character and we don't see her as being uh, a threat to him. But I don't think it's any different than... I th- Well, I could, it could be a little different in that... Because by, sto- by the end of this story, she has not... She is not miserable and destroyed, and her life is not over. At the end, it's a it's a somewhat like happy, happy, peaceful, content yeah. ending, um, which is yeah. kind of her thing. That's her thing. That's why Jin struggles with her in the in the beginning so much. Is that she's like, I'm fine, I'm content. Like I, you I'm, know, like yeah. and like she I don't like, need anything more than I have. Right. Yeah. Like and her life to our eyes isn't perfect. It's not great. She's a very she's a lonely person, but she's she seems fine. Like I to me for like when I'm watching her at the beginning, like she's struggling with these hallucinations, but. I don't think those are spawned on by loneliness. <laughs> like that's what that's what's so weird about these bookends is they kind of take away from the threads and the themes and all the cool stuff in the middle that I was really picking up on. The bookends don't work for me with the rest of the world. Like they don't they don't I don't think they're they're they kind of, they're kind of rough drafty feeling. They don't feel they don't feel finished, especially the, the they end. don't work for. They don't work for you for the movie, or they don't work for you in like. They don't work life. with me in congruity with the middle, which is the best part. Which is the mo- which is the movie. Right. The middle, which is like an hour and a half, right. is stuff storytelling, and the and there's a because, lot of lessons and themes and going on there, and like the whole fun part is working out what she actually going to do with her wishes, and in the end, she right. kind of uses one, and then she kind of uses another, and then. Jin turns, it starts turning to dust because the electromagnetic frequencies are fucking with his head because he's, that's like how he gets his power and it's kind of a cross of science and fantasy and it's too much to think about and bring in at the last 10 minutes of your movie when you already have so much to go off of. It's almost like starting a new thing and I'm like, we don't don't have time. This isn't related to what we did before. (laughs) And then at the end, they just walk off into the sunset holding hands and then he disappears. I don't understand. I don't know why this is So I was confused. I I didn't really figure out like what her other wishes were. Maybe she said them and I wasn't paying attention close enough. I don't think so. Um, I don't think we would have all missed it. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. I don't exactly know why he turned to dust at that moment. Like what changed? He did have to come into... This world where he is hypersensitive and hyper aware of every single uh, sound that is happening in the world, probably not just in like in her house or on her block. Like she, he's he's feeling all of it. Is it the accumulation of that, or was there something that I missed? Where all of it? Why all of a sudden is he in the basement about ready to? I guess just it just kind of accumulated up on him because yeah, the, all the shit is slowly yeah. make it like fucking him up and like turning him to dust. I do like the scene; like it's still shot, it's still all shot great. I like when she walks in and there's like you can see the dust floating in the lenses, and there's like a path. Oh of yeah, dust. and I knew what was happening immediately. Like as soon as she walked in the house and I saw the dust, I was like, I knew, oh, no, I knew he was yeah disappearing too. But I didn't know. I didn't know what we were doing. I thought when he she goes down and finds him and he's she's dusting. And I guess she technically uses her second wish to make him speak so that he kind of comes back to life for a second because he's almost dead. And then he goes, oh, oh and he brushes all the dust You're off. Right. He's like, oh, I was falling. I was just taking a nap. And then she goes, Jin, don't sleep. I thought he right. was going to be 
like some other creature that was pretending to be a jinn and he was a bad guy this whole time and he's been fucking with her and i thought i thought he was going to be the little troll man from the beginning or work for the evil priest yeah. guy and i was like oh what a well, what a cuz then i'm like oh okay like oh like something she revisits that little troll guy in her mind remember at the end that little troll makes another appearance i don't remember that I, that would have driven my thoughts and more even more so towards what i, I thought know, was going to happen i know and i did and that and, and I was concerned about that, too, because I was concerned that he, when he was turning into dust, that he was really the troll guy, because that is the first instance that we get of supernatural character. Right. And that's the, the and this is the first so, time we've caught the Jin. We've caught Jin not ho- sticking to what he has said. This is the first time he's been unreliable. Yeah. We don't know. He has never said that if I am, and not that he would know, but like, it's the first time we've seen him do something that wasn't what he said already because up to this point we're we're just waiting to catch him in a lie kind of like we kind of we like him but we we don't fully trust him and that's what i thought was. i don't feel like he's unreliable i i think i trusted him more than you did i don't i don't think he's unreliable there i think this is an instance of it's been hundreds of years since he's been in the world and and there was the world was relatively silent compared to how noisy it is today um, and you're going from like, you know, some little hamlet somewhere to London, very yeah. different um, noise wise. So I didn't I didn't have an issue with that. But I I was I was concerned that he there was that concern for me of the trickster when we got a little glimpse of that gremlin from the beginning. Mm. Uh, and I don't and I still don't know what that what what the purpose of that was. No, I'm not, I haven't fully gotten it. Sure. Uh, but then. And then, the- and then how, so is anybody, I have to ask a question, is anybody seeing him in her life in, except for, so we meet these two women. We know that he that can be seen. Neighbors. Yeah. And we see at the very end, he kicks the soccer ball to the kids. So he can be seen. He can interact right. with this physical environment. Right. And it's not so, all in her head then. Like, it, like it would, right. it would but I don't be know. weird if it were. Yeah. I don't know until the time that he goes to because she's outside with him when the two old ladies come out to talk and he's not seen. And then is that part of her? He's not seen. Is that part of her wish to to be to to be like her first wish is to be like her boyfriend? I guess (laughs) I don't really. Well, that's kind of what it seems like her companion. Let's put it that way because she's a little old to have a boyfriend. Um, But when she takes him over, I think, you know, she, the filmmaker brings him to life, to real life for everybody when she takes him over to the their house to introduce him to her, to, to okay. the women. And, and, and then he got a little, you know, social justice warrior there, but he didn't need it to just, do that. It but just he did, doesn't, so. but it didn't, none of that. That didn't fit for me. None of, none of the, I don't like any, like, I kind of like the dusting thing and the, if it were to lead to something, but it doesn't. Instead, it, le- it leads to, well, it leads to her going, her her third wish, This it's all in quotations because her, her wishing is so, like, not like, I wish for this, clearly, and then he does a magic rub, and then it happens. It's very different than that. Right. And so, so, like, the third right. the third wish is basically like, oh, you're sick. I wish for, for you to, like, be able to go to the realm of the djinn, just come back and visit me at some point. And then we kind of cut yeah. to the future where she's in uh, in like a park and then he visits her and then he kicks the soccer ball to the kids. And then she's like, well, that's my story. And then that's uh, sometimes I see him every once in a while. And, uh, you know, that's I'm like, right. I'm like, that's I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't I don't mind that because she doesn't he, because her giving her like letting him go. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm actually wrong. Maybe I'm backward in my thinking. Cause I was thinking her letting him go almost seems like self-righteous. Um, but her letting him go and saying, you have to come back and visit me is actually really selfish. So but, cause uh, he's now, he, he's now at the rave with the gins. And then all of a sudden he's like, ah, oh, crap, it's 1247. I gotta, I gotta get back to London, hit up Tilda for, you know, a little while, play with some kids in the park. And I kind of yeah. want an answer. I kind of want like, you presented to me every time people wish for stuff, they fuck themselves over and screw up. And she didn't. She at the end is perfectly fine. But I don't understand. I don't. What? So what's the lesson then? Wish weird. Wish wish generically and not fully about yourself. Like I don't really know what that. That's the whole. That's what it's supposed to be. The whole. I think in the beginning of wishing or you know this whole genie thing is that. The only way that wishes benefit you is when they're not selfish. They are completely selfless. Yeah. yeah. They have to be selfless wishes and it can't be like, and like he said in the beginning, I, you can't, you know, I can't take away world hunger or, you know, whatever. Yeah. All, all, all it changes from, uh, depending on the thing. Cause some genies can't make them fall in love right. or kill people, but you know, it all depends on whatever they, whatever, whatever the story needs the genie to do. Whatever you're, yeah, but you can't. Yeah. So. So I'm 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 okay. I think it's a pretty tight little movie, and I I I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. It really appealed more to you know the intellectual piece of me that uh, a lot of times I don't watch movies for. That's not where I get my intellectual. Yeah, you you so. like the it's you are very strange. I like you're the getaway. You guys are fantasy. all so strange. You you guys all watch things so differently than me. It's so so weird. I don't. We... <laughs> That's because this is where you. This is what. This is what tickles your brain. It is. This but is the. Me, this is. This was a very made-for-me movie that I wasn't expecting it to be. Yeah. I mean, I still don't love movies parts. Movies for me are but... about emo- are emotion and heart. They're not about brain. If something, if a movie's trying to get into my brain, I I want it out immediately because yeah. I'm not. That's that's not where I get my. I like emotion and heart about. things too, but like I I like brain. You do. I, I prefer. I'm looking at. I'm thinking of my like my favorite stuff. There's a couple of straightforward things in there, but for the most part, it's it's brain tickly stuff. <laughs> And this has both. I mean, it I does. think that's the that's the charm, and I think it's a really well done film. I mean, it might be one of the more well done films that I've seen in a while, uh, especially if you consider all the um, restrictions, constraints. I'm sure it yeah. had to get it. Yeah. So I, I also wonder um, if that so yeah. affected how they chose to do the ending. The ending just felt like too much introduction, and like too. We're trying to do like. I, I don't know. It it it, it didn't. It, it felt like they're trying to start a whole new movie, and I'm like, ah, we don't have time. This isn't quite exactly in line with everything else. It feels right. weird. It feel well, they, the wacky neighbors feels weird. Him kicking soccer ball to kids feels weird. <laughs> him turning to dust kind of makes sense, but we we kind of paper over. I don't know. It doesn't. None of that lines up with the rest of the feel of the movie. None of that feels weird to me, only because that is where we're at in society. Like that's the old, all the olden times feels. Um, dark and jewel toned right yeah and now we're here in in this like almost black and white and gray yeah it looks very different london yeah yeah and i think that's just representative of where where the gin is in the timeline so that's i i can forgive i can forgive that that doesn't bother me that much do you recommend in three thousand years of longing yeah, everyone's gonna hate me for it because I don't know anybody that's gonna want to really sit sink their yeah this isn't a movie this, made for people but... that you would recommend things to <laughs> It's not, but that's too bad. It, this is a movie I think people should see because I think that it's 
It's just enough. It's not crazy fantastical. It's not 100%, you know, in this world. It's a little bit of history. Pretty much things that everybody that I know hate to watch in a film. It's got a little <laughs> love story, but that's about the only thing that's going to save it for for my kind of people. So, but I still think they should watch it. Yeah, I recommend this too. This is great. This is not great. This is like really this is the kind of movie I would be like, I'd be happy if every movie was this, like, because, or, or, or like this level of, it's just trying, it's, it's trying and it's not, yeah, it's, it is it's missing sometimes, it's very ambitious, it's got a lot of really good stuff, it's a good looking movie, uh, it's, it's got stuff I won't forget probably, like, uh, it's, I, I could, I could watch this, at least the middle stuff again, um, and yeah. yeah, you can tell when it's made. We didn't talk about it, but the filmmaking I think is top notch. Yeah, so. there's a this the this in the hands of a lesser director is a big sloppy, stupid mess. And that's what when I that's what I right. saw when I saw the trailer. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna fall on its face. This there's no way they're gonna make all this work together. And I think it pretty well does. Like uh, like I, yeah. I've complained about the beginning and the mid and the end not matching the tone of the middle and feeling weird in a uh, feeling like it weakens the middle. But the middle is so like cool and creative and fun and and also basic like it's just like it's just like a lot of old stories we kind of know but combining them with some new twists a couple of turns good uh, right. you know people we like to follow there's a couple of mysteries we want to solve like there's it's it's very very competent filmmaking and like very good big ideas that it fleshes out pretty well good storytelling it is good storytelling yeah. it's two recommends for three thousand yeah. years of longing uh, and yeah, I was I was That's I right. was I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this. So we've got yeah. a couple other theater stuff, and then September rolling in. That's uh, what we're starting with. Uh, our whole schedule is full. Yeah. I, I'll, we'll we'll go down the list of some of the other stuff we in are. the future. We got every, oh, it's a good year. This is a really good year. I'm telling. I'm telling you, this is a good. This is. <laughs> There, I already have two. We're coming out of COVID, I already have two or three movies that would have been number one last year had they come out, and they are, they're already fighting this year. And we haven't even gotten to the Oscar movies yet. So I mean, we no, oh. that could ruin everything. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore Podhost, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail We have a YouTube channel now. It's just the audio getting posted there, but you can listen to that. Just look films with the women in my life on YouTube, and we should be on there somewhere. All right. Thank you, okay, for being on 3,000 Years of Longing. I wish you all a good day and good evening. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.